the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Would you stand on your feet, please, with me? Today, Lord, we thank you for your wonderful grace, and we thank you for your love. Thank you for those that are teaching Sunday school and the different parts that they play, and we thank you for teachers, and we thank you for the leadership of this body, for the membership, visitors, for people that are being touched by the work of this ministry, the food ministry, the the lives that are being affected. We honor your name today and we bless you. We thank you for expansion and we pray today that you will continue to help us to know and to remember that all of our help and blessings come from the Lord. We cannot claim ourselves. We cannot take credit for any of the good things that God you've done. We can't take credit for salvation. For it was applied and done by you, and for that we are indeed grateful. We do love you. We give you all the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. And bless the word and give us ears to hear, we pray. Amen. In your Bibles, turn with me to the book of Matthew. I'm going to be reading a few different passages. So let me give you the scriptures if you're writing them down. I'll be reading Matthew chapter 11, verses 1 through 6. Psalm 118, verse 26. Isaiah Chapter 35, verses 5 and 6, 61, verse 1 of Isaiah. And then I'll be reading St. John, chapter 1, verses 29 through 34. And this is what it says in Matthew, chapter 11, beginning in verse 1. When Jesus had finished instructing his 12 disciples... He went on from there to teach and preach in their cities. Now when John heard in prison that the deeds of the Christ, let me go back and read two again. Now when John heard in prison about the deeds of the Christ, he sent word by his disciples and said to him, Are you the one who is to come or shall we look for another? And Jesus answered them, Go and tell John what you hear and see. The blind receive their sight, and the lame walk. Lepers are cleansed, and the deaf hear, and the dead are raised. The poor have good news preached to them. Blessed is the one who is not offended by me. Turn in your Bible to the book of Psalms, in particular Psalm 118, verse 26. 118 verse 26. And this is what it says. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. We bless you from the house of the Lord. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. We bless you from the house of the Lord. Isaiah chapter 35 verses 5 and six. And this is what it says. Then the eyes of the blind shall be opened and the ears of the deaf unstopped. 
Then shall the lame man leap like a deer, the tongue of the mute sing for joy. For waters break forth in the wilderness and streams in the desert. Stay right there in the book of Isaiah. Go to chapter 61, verse 1. Isaiah chapter 61, verse 1. It says, The Spirit of the Lord, God, is upon me. Because the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison to those who are bound. And then finally, back over in the New Testament, St. John, the Gospel of John, chapter 1, verses 29 through 30. St. John chapter 1 beginning at verse 29. The next day he saw Jesus coming toward him that he is John the Baptist and said behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. This is he of whom I said after me comes a man who ranks before me. Because he was before me. I myself did not know him, but for this purpose I came baptizing with water, that he might be revealed to Israel. And John bore witness, I saw the Spirit descend from heaven like a dove, and it remained on him. I myself did not know him. But he who sent me to baptize with water said to me, He on whom you see the Spirit descend and remain, this is he who baptizes with the Holy Spirit. And I have seen and I have borne witness that this is the Son of God. May the Lord bless the reading of his word. The title that I've given this this message is, I have some questions. I have some questions. Every generation has raised questions about a variety of issues uh, and topics. Every generation. Questions have come up. Questions have surfaced. Some have felt that their questions have been properly answered. And others have been led to ask more questions as the answer they received sent them down a path that they were not necessarily anticipating. The answer that one receives to their question may cause one to become very angry or it may cause a person to have a sigh of relief as they can now have their emotions and thoughts quieted. In the reading of Matthew, John the Baptist had some questions. He was sure that he saw the spirit in the form of a dove come and rest upon Jesus that we just read in John. But in the account of Matthew, John begins to have some questions if this really is the Messiah. There's some things that he thinks should be taking place and now he raises questions. Point number one, the question by John the Baptist just the question by John the Baptist. You will note that in Matthew chapter 11, verses 1 through 3. John the Baptist, after having confirmed that he did see the Holy Spirit, 
in the form of a dove is now plagued with questions and confusion as he does not understand quite possibly why he is in prison and why after all of his preaching about judgment and seeing the Holy Spirit resting upon the Lord, why judgment has not yet fallen. Why the deliverance of Israel is not yet underway. Every generation has questions. There is nothing wrong with questions. Sometimes I know your parents say, stop asking me that stupid question. <laughs> then you've heard others say, there's no stupid questions. Well, there should not be any stupid questions or crazy questions, but sometimes we know there are. There's sometimes some very puzzling questions. John had some questions. His mind was wondering, now, 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 there's some things that I know I heard right, but it does not seem to be coming to pass. Have some of you had a question about something that you thought you saw? You looked and you took a double look. None of y'all have done that before. You looked at something and you took a second and then even a third. And then you glared and stared. Sometimes you, you take a quick look and you say, did I see that right? Am I seeing what I think I'm seeing? Even the forerunner of Jesus had questions as his expectations of who he was hearing about and what was taking place did not seem to match what he thought should be happening. One is led to question when John saw the dove ab upon Jesus lightning or lighting upon him. What did John think was going to be the next thing to take place? Had you ever really thought that after John saw the Holy Spirit in the form of a dove come to rest upon Jesus. What was going through John's mind? Did you ever stop to think, what was John thinking actually? We get a glimpse now as John is in prison uh, of some of the concerns or questions that he must have been dwelling upon or thinking about. Sometimes you've got questions when things don't happen at the time you think they're going to happen. Sometimes I know some of y'all think God is just late. God didn't come. God, do you know that I'm in trouble right now? And if you don't get me out of this, something's going to happen. Lord, you need to answer before I decide to do something. And I know I'm going to get in trouble if I decide to do this. You know, you know that, that King Saul ran into that problem. He was told by Samuel, now you need to wait until I get there before the evening sacrifice, before the sacrifice is offered. But you see, Saul got impatient because he began to look and see the enemy and said, you know what, I ain't got much time. I think that I better go on and do this here because right now I'm running a little bit scared. You see, once you begin to make some decisions based on your fear, you can make some major mistakes. The Lord has never had a problem with time. We've got a problem with time. The Lord has never had a problem working in and through and around time. If the Lord could just get us to wait and hold back and just say, Lord, are you, are you, do you see where I'm at? If you can ask a question and the Lord can tell you, yes, I see, it should then quiet your spirit where you can just step back and say, Lord, I'm going to just wait until you answer. But after John has been put into prison, if you note in the scriptures, the Bible says that when John was put into prison, 
Jesus went to a different place. Some of y'all have been saying, I thought that was my friend. Here am I. I just went to prison and you went to a different city. You didn't even come to see me. Jesus left. Sometimes we might read situations wrong. John must have been thinking, I thought I saw the Holy Spirit in the form of a dove rest upon him. Have you thought that? I thought I saw something. But when things don't begin to happen as you think, you begin to even wonder if you saw what you did see. Did I see correctly? Did I see this correctly? I thought I saw this. Sometimes a person can talk you out of what you know you saw. I know I saw. And they can convince you. No, 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 you didn't see me. That wasn't me. You thought you saw me. This is where I was. Wait a minute. Don't you drive such and such a car? Yes. Don't you have this and such and such on your license plate? Yes. Well, I saw it and didn't see me because I wasn't there. You must have saw somebody else. I, I thought one day I saw somebody. And I said, I, I saw you on the side of the road stopped. And there was an officer behind you. And I, I noticed your lights were dim. Did they stop you because your lights were dim or your, was your alternator okay? Person says, I wasn't stopped by the police. I said, weren't you there on this day and this evening? Don't you have this type of car? Go, yes. I went by and thought I saw you in the seat. Nope, that wasn't me. And it made me scratch my head. Could there be a second person that looked just like that person who drove that exact same car, that same look and had, and it, it made me think, well, maybe I did. Maybe it wasn't them. And to this day, I really, I'm not sure. But when I passed them, I was very sure. But then I start thinking, well, are they trying? Are they embarrassed because they didn't want me to know? I, all kind of thoughts started running through my mind. So questions started coming up. Well, if that was them, well, why would they not just tell me it was them? They must have been doing something they shouldn't have been doing then. And then your mind start running kind of wild. And then you start coming up with all types of things. Then you start saying, I know it was them. I think it was them. But as we think about this, this happens, and it even happens to John, who was the forerunner. You see, John, and we're not going to be able to deal with this today. We're going to come back in, the, in uh, next week and hopefully go further. But let me just throw this out, this tidbit out there. John, being the forerunner of Jesus, he was a man that was, not, that was anointed by God. But he was a man that was on fire for God in preaching the word. And he was a man that didn't back down from anybody. He was a man that was prophesied back in Isaiah. In Malachi, you see him prophesied as the forerunner. And then just a tidbit that Jesus says, among men, there's no one greater that's been born among men. That's greater than John the Baptist, or that's, that's so important. But when you look at John the Baptist, the Lord makes a comment that I'm not going to deal with today. We'll look at that next time. But you see, nothing ever bad said about John. Prophesied in the Old Testament. Comes on the scene as the forerunner of Jesus. And then even John, this mighty man of God, begins to question 
Are you the Christ or are we to look for somebody else? You see, that's what the world is asking today. Is there something or someone else that we can accept? See, the world asks questions, but then when they don't get the answer that they like, they go to somebody else until they find an answer that suits their belief. Be very careful because that's dangerous, dangerous thinking. You see, if the question that you ask produces the correct answer, you need to find a way to incorporate that into your life. Stop going around trying to find an answer to suit what you want to, what you want to hear. You need to be able to ask questions. And so here's John the Baptist. One would think, but John is in prison and John has began to wonder now that his life is probably is about to end and he's been speaking out against Herod Antipas. Speaking out against him because Herod had married his brother's, Philip's wife. And John the Baptist said, you know you're wrong. He said all in public, you should not have your brother's wife. Here's John, fiery preacher, and talking about this and not holding back. And he's put in prison, not because so much of Herod, but because of Herodias. Now John is there and thinking, Lord, he might have even been thinking, are you going to get me out of this? But John stays right there. John's response to his disciples, his own disciples, was to go and inquire of Jesus if, in fact, he is the Messiah. You see, that title Messiah is that word Messiah is, is his title, the Christ, the anointed one. When we look back in the book of Isaiah 35, it, it mentions what the Christ, the Messiah, was going to do. Isn't it interesting that what Jesus was going to do was foretold 700, even before that, but Isaiah, over 700 years before it was told what he was going to do. And then in Isaiah 61, you will find Jesus himself in the temple quoting that very passage. You see, the Lord has something about his word. He, he values his word. He honors his word. And if you are one that will speak the word of God, God will honor you. That's why you need to stop giving people your opinion. And give them your, the word of God. This is what I think you should do. What does the Bible say? Let me tell you what. I'll consult with God and get back to you. No, no, no. Give people God's word. John sends his disciples to inquire. Are you the one in the Old Testament that was spoken about? The one whom I saw the dove rest upon? Or, or is this somebody else that we should be looking for now? So what I need to know, Lord, is are you the one or is there somebody else? Now, there's another question implied with that. If you are the one, what's happening? How long are we going to be in this situation? Am I going to remain in prison? John's question to Jesus is, should we be looking for somebody else? I I'm getting a little confused. Now, get this. John was very, was very convinced, and he knew at the beginning, this is the one. I saw the dove. And in fact, when Jesus came to the Jordan to be baptized. John says, man, I shouldn't be baptizing you. You should be baptizing me. Jesus says, we need to fulfill all scripture. 
And John, in obedience, baptized Jesus. You see, your emotions can play tricks on you. Your feelings can play tricks on you. You sometimes will base your salvation on how you feel. You will sometimes think that I'm not feeling like I'm saved today. God must not be happy with me. God forgive me. I, I know I, my, my, I'm, something must be wrong, Lord. And nothing, nothing may be wrong. It's just that your feelings. That's why you cannot be saved by your feelings. It's by faith. It's by faith. It's faith that pleases God. We know that John, as he goes, he sends these men to Jesus. That he entrusts them to bring him the right answer. You send some people out with a question, you don't know what you might get back. You send them out, you think, oh, Lord, what, what they come back? Oh, Lord, that, uh, you know what, I'll, I'll check myself. I don't, Lord. They said what? No, that ain't that person, no. Thank you, but no thank you. <laughs> but John sends his disciples, and it is awesome that he believes that his disciples will bring him the right question or the answer. Point number two, the indirect answer full of proof. The indirect answer full of proof. And let me just read this again to you, for you. And it says this in verse number four of Matthew chapter 11. It says, and Jesus answered them, go and tell John what you hear and see. Now, if you remember what we read back in Isaiah, the fulfilling of that now is what Jesus says. The blind receive their sight. Hmm. And the lame walk. Lepers are cleansed. And the deaf hear. And the dead are raised up. And the poor have good news preached to them. Let me just say this. When you are poor and you get some good news, that sure enough is some good news. Somebody says everything's already been taken care of. Oh, hallelujah. Bless the name of the Lord. When you know you ain't got nothing, somebody give you some good news. It's worth more than gold to you. Yes, yes, yes. You know, there are times when we would go, I tell you, down to South Carolina, we would go down in the country. We go to Washington, D.C. And I tell you this, when our cousins in South Carolina heard that their cousins from California were coming, they were excited. They would wait upon the road, walk that, that dirt road up to the highway, and they would wait until they see the car coming. And the car's coming, they take off running toward the house. They are coming. They are on their way. They're coming, and they would be so excited. They wait all day long until they saw us coming down the road. And we would be so excited as we saw our cousins down in South Carolina. We would be down there for a week. It was always a week. We would go back east for a month, and we would then see our relatives, and we'd go down to South Carolina for a week. It was always wonderful to go down to South Carolina as long as it was daytime. Nighttime come, I was ready to leave. No street lights. I told you this. Dark, pitch black. And here they are running up and down that road. Can't see nothing. Ain't you scared you're going to hit something or run into something? Oh, no, we know these roads. And here they are. Come on, come on. I can't see the whole. Don't you leave me out here. 
I think we were down in South Carolina one year, and was that you? My grandpa had an old mule, and that mule in the nighttime came up on the porch. Was that you? <laughs> Scared him half to death. Can you imagine hearing some plop, and then you see a shadow or something? <laughs> Lord have mercy. But my cousins, they were always excited when they heard the news that we were coming. Ain't had much of anything, but just the relationship was rich, fascinating. When we think about the good news that the Lord brings to those that don't have much, it lets us know that the Lord is able to take care of us and give us things that we don't, not only don't even deserve, we can't even imagine. Jesus tells John's disciples, he doesn't even give them a direct answer. Yes, I'm the one. He says, you tell John what you've been seeing. Come on, follow me and, and tell him and take back to him what you see and what you hear. You, you see, this is, this is something that the Lord does. God has a way of showing himself, not just telling you, but he makes himself known by what he does. And yet Jesus did not change John's situation. I'm going to be done in just a couple of minutes. You see, Jesus and who he is is not based on whether you get out of a tight jam or not. That, that doesn't change who Jesus is. Jesus doesn't change. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. That he, was the, he was the same Jesus even before you came on the scene. Your coming on the scene didn't change him. I think sometimes we think that when we arrive, Jesus must have just changed everything just for us. And therefore now he must answer to us. Jesus don't answer to you. He didn't consult you when he was laying the foundations of this world. Go on and ask Job. He asked Job, Job, where were you? We need to understand and just accept, Lord, when there's things I don't understand, just help me to stand firm on your word just because of who you are. We sing a song because, because of who you are. It's just because of who you are. Well, why do you worship God just because of who he is? Not because of what you can get from him. That's just part of the package that says, hallelujah, bless God. But he's worthy to be praised whether you get anything or not. Sometimes your faith is sorely tried and it takes God's word at the point where you need it most to be able to give you a big sigh of relief and just to say, ah, thank you, Lord, for that. Sometimes just the word of God. Sometimes you're going through something and a call will come right at the right time. It's something going on the person on the end. On the end says, you know, are you okay? There's a question that comes up. I was just thinking about you. You came across my heart and I thought I would give you a call. Right at the time when you were questioning, Lord, does anybody care? And there's Jesus. Already sending the answer so that it arrives at the time your question is being asked. We think about John as I bring this part to, conclude, to a conclusion for today. And Jesus, he indirectly answers John's question by saying, come and see. And then you take back to John what you see and what you hear. You'll oftentimes find as we were discussing in Tuesday Bible study. When it comes to the miracles that Jesus did, a lot of times it does not give the details of all the miracles. But when it comes often to the matter of people being deaf or blind, 
it oftentimes will stop and give the details of those miracles. Jesus healed many people, the lame, but oftentimes it talks about the specifics of the blind and the, those who couldn't hear. And then the word of God says, then let him who has an ear to hear, hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. That's what the world really needs today. Because if they don't hear the word of God, they can't be saved. It is the word of God that gives them the ability to be able to say, God, yeah, I need you. It's the blood of Christ that, that, shed, that, shed, that was shed on the cross for that person's sin. But it's the word that they need to hear. It's the word. It's the word. Sometimes I tell you, sometimes we're praying for people. It's the word they need to hear. So you're praying to God. God, change their heart. May they be receptive to the word of God. God honors his word. Where does your faith lie today? Where's your faith? Are you struggling to trust God? Are you looking for another savior? Another Messiah? How many times have you quit God? Said, God, I quit you. I'm breaking up with you. You, you, you're not the one I thought you were going to be. You, you not, don't always seem to be right there. I've been calling you and you all late and stuff. God ain't never been late. Yeah, he was saying, I was just waiting until you got through being beside yourself. <laughs> until you couldn't do nothing else, then you finally said, okay, God, I give you. Oh, here I am now. This is how we're going to handle this. That's what God does. Where's your faith? What questions do you have for the Lord? What are you still struggling with? You're in good company because John the Baptist had questions. And yet the Lord, you don't find him rebuking John, but says to his disciples, take back to John what you see. You don't have to look for another Messiah. I'm the one that Isaiah, Malachi, all the Old Testament spoke about. I'm the one. In time, judgment will come, but I am the one to bring salvation, John. Many people didn't realize that I'm the one that was going to open the blood. I'm the one. Go take back to John what you see. Then you can imagine for John as he gets the answer. <sighs> Good. You see, when you put your trust in the Lord, you can stop worrying and go in and get some sleep. You can go ahead and start worrying through the night and watching the sun come up. No need to watch the sun come up. Go and get some sleep. Get some sleep. Get some sleep. Bless the Lord. Stand to your feet. Do you have questions? It's okay if you got questions. But take your questions to the Lord. You see, John was good because John took his questions to the Lord and was willing to accept the answer that he received. Lord, we thank you right now today. And we honor you today for who you are. And we pray that the questions that we have, that we will direct them to you. And then the questions that, Lord, that we don't seem to get the answer that we want, just because it comes from you, may we just stand firm and say, Lord, may your glorious will be done because you know what's best. We love you today. We honor you today. And as we leave this place, may we know and understand that, God, you always have 
our best interest at heart. We can trust you and believe you for everything, for you died for our sins. You've given us everything. You take care of us, Lord, and we honor you. Now, we pray that as we leave, that you will give travel and mercy. Bless the cages as, Lord, they have this reunion this next month. Bless them and those that may be traveling and coming from different places. Bless them to get here safely. We honor you today and we magnify you. We pray for Renee Warren as they go to Haiti. We pray for Pastor Okoyan and the group that will be going to Africa in August to minister to the needs and to give and to help those who, Lord, don't have as much. We pray for them. Keep them safe, Lord. We bless you and magnify you. Give you glory in Jesus' name. Amen. May the Lord bless you. Amen. God bless you. There are times when we feel like we are all alone. We don't know which way to turn. We don't know where to go. But I want you to know that Jesus is really our God, our friend. He's mine, all mine. And I want to play the song that my sister wrote. The group sings. Listen to the words of the song. Mine, all mine. Jesus!
Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.